Welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. It's your girl, Christine. I hope you guys had a wonderful and blessed weekend because I know I've been stuck in my house and I've been upset about that. You guys know I usually start my episodes with gratitude. So for me, I'm going to just be grateful for the fact that I could walk because my son had a basketball tournament this weekend and I, for the first time in my life, well, for the first time since my accident, I went outside and I drove and that was the worst thing I could have done. So I'm grateful for the fact that I could walk because it's the small things I think we take for granted. So I want you guys to think about that stuff and take it in. It's the smallest things like the fact that we have electricity, the fact that we can see, smell, touch, taste. I want you guys to really sit back and think about the small thing because we really take that shit for granted on some on some real shit. Today, we're gonna have a little chit chat with my lovely sister, who I hold very dear and dear and prideful to my heart. I want to introduce you guys to my lovely sister, Shanti. Say what up. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm nervous. That's okay. That's okay. It's it's real talk. That's what we do, you know? (laughs) Today, we're going to chit-chat. We want to talk to you guys about being single moms, this can even be an episode for single dads because it's the same shit. Whether you're male or female, we, st- we still got to do it on our own. And that's, that's one thing I can say me and you share in common because we do this shit on our own. 24-7. 7 <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of like some days, I'm not going to lie. Some days I have my days where I feel like giving up. I don't know about you, but I know I do. Definitely. I've had moments of that, like... I had a breakdown like a couple months ago about that. Like, trust me, <laughs> I have a little, pretty much all the time, not all the time, but like you know, I have those moments for sure. It's hard sometimes because we, you know, I shouldn't say that we're juggling because I got um I have a I had a question from a Q and A I did in a previous episode and somebody had asked me, they're like, Christine, yeah. how do you juggle, um, you know, work and being a parent? And I said it's not really about juggling per se for me I guess it's like more prioritizing your stuff you know exactly what would you say it's for you sorry can you repeat that (laughs) it's okay (laughs) no I said I got a question about uh how do I juggle between work and parenting and my response to that person was it's not really about juggling it's about prioritizing you know so I was asking you like what is that for you for me, definitely, like, I have to, like, prioritize myself, because um, I, like, juggling, like, at first, like, I'm not gonna lie, when I had, like, an actual, like, I was working nine to five, like, I was, I felt that I was juggling, um, because I felt like, okay, like, there's times where I'll be done work late, and then having to run to pick up Elijah from, my son from daycare, and then taking him to extracurricular activities, like, I felt like, for me, I felt like I wasn't prioritizing myself at that time and I just like so many other things were going in my mind so I just feel like okay like everything is just not organized more I don't know no I hear that yeah like it's just it was just it was a lot it was a lot to, to deal with both of but now like I'm able to prioritize and more have more of a steady flow of like you know dealing with work and your mom but like your mom is work so it's like it's more like a full-time it's part of work you know what I mean like it's on a regular we just every day all day non-stop only separate it I'll put it together as one job as a whole like working being mom like it's everything together nope I would 100% agree do you do you feel that because I know it's like self-care is important and stuff like that but do you feel like as a single parent that we should take self-care more seriously? And what do you, if you do anything for self-care, what do you do for self-care? Self-care for me is um, taking time to myself. So is that like after, like for me in the morning, like once I drop lunch to school, I have my little bit of self-care stuff, just a little time to myself. It's not fully a time to myself, but like, even when he's, when I'm talking to him, I put him to bed, that's my self-care, having time to myself, I'm watching my TV, I'm relaxed, 
you know, winding down my day because literally that's the only time I get to wind down my day. Mm-hmm. Um, going to get my nails and feet done. Like, that's my self-care. Like, I, uh, I love, like, saying, okay, this is my day to go to the, to the nail place, get my nails and feet done, be relaxed. Um, don't, yeah. don't judge me when I tell you what I do for self-care, okay? Don't judge me. <laughs> Usually after work, I go to Walmart and I just walk around. Okay. And I go there every day to the point, like, a man had stopped me and said to me, he goes, oh, are you the manager of this place? I said, no. <laughs> just a customer. He goes, I always see you here talking to all the staff and you're so friendly. And I was like, okay, I come to Walmart too much. About <laughs> <laughs> that's your sanity, you know? Like, you just feel like, okay, I can, you know, walk here on a like just your time to kind of unwind and be like, okay. Let me gather myself. Let me put my thoughts in there, because that could be that could be your sanity, even being in Walmart. You know, everyone has their own thing. Of, it is Walmart. Um, Walmart's my it's my safe place. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging, girl. I ain't judge at all. <laughs> yeah, do your thing, girl. <laughs> has there been a time like I'm? Because I'm just be real with myself. You know, being a single mom. I have, I hate the term baby father, so I'm going to try not to say this. I have two men in my life. One has given me my oldest son, and the other one has given me my four-year-old and my seven-month-old. And I'm not going to lie, there's times where I feel so alone, and like I feel like giving up, and I start hating them. Has that, has that ever happened for you? Oh, definitely. Like, when my son was a baby, like, I was just, like, just throughout, like, I just felt like the, like, the feeling was just so, like, strong. <laughs> like, very strong. Like, I have plots in my mind. <laughs> but, not saying I'm crazy, but, no, I, I had, I had, you know, up to my mind, I would... Yeah. <laughs> Girl, no, I honestly, when I hear stories of postpartum, like, you know, depression and stuff like that on the news, yeah, it's a tragedy happened, like, more or less half the time, but I'm not gonna lie, I've been a mom, you know, we've done it on our own, yo, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've had negative thoughts. Uh-huh. I'm like, fuck it all. Yeah. But fortunately we have that mental capacity where we're like you know we bring us something brings us back to that grounding level and that reset so i thank god that you know yeah. we have that grounding around us oh yeah for sure because when i when i think like that i instantly have to think okay you know what like i'm here for a purpose like i like god chose me to be this child's mother mm-hmm. god has need this you know not, not so much a task but like a job to take on a role of being, you know, like being an example for my child and say, okay, you know, like I have to, I have to, you know, do what I have to do and be strong and be a tough mother and a woman for my son, you know, because he's all I have. Correct. I'm and I'm all that he has as well. So I always play back and think about that. I'm just like, okay, like you know, like he only has, you know, like I just. Yeah, it's a lie. I talked a lot. No, no, no. I get it. <laughs> is there is there any advice that you may have to any single mother that feels like giving up? Honestly, don't give up. I mean, there's gonna be days where you just feel like, say, like you don't want to be here. You maybe you know having those thoughts say you don't want to be here. You can't do this no more. Like okay, like you know, like whatever thoughts are going through your mind. You just really have to look at your purpose and what God has sent you to do. That's to, that, that's to be a caregiver and a, a sole provider for that child. And if you are, you know what I mean, one of the times you're just like giving up, then who would your child have? You know what I mean? Like, it's very important. Like, our, our kids need, like, not like, 
fathers too, yes, don't get me wrong, but they need their parents. They need that sole provider. So you just have to think about that and just say, this is my purpose. This is who I'm living for and who I'm going hard for. And all those, you know, negative thoughts that you're thinking are like giving up, like those things kind of go away because you're still going to have a bigger picture and who's your, you know, who's your, your gold, your prize kind of thing. No, no, I hear that because I have to remind myself that all the time. And what I try to tell people who I've come across, especially unfortunately i can say working in the high school you know i've seen 16 year olds get pregnant and their boyfriends are like i'll be the best father ever but close to when that baby's due it's bye-bye yeah you know and one of them a really really sad story for that i'll share is we found out one of her friends had actually come to us and she was like you know trying to tie down her stomach and shit right and i think what she was seven eight months pregnant or something like that and she goes like you know obviously it's too late to have an abortion in canada at that at that point and she's like if i feel if i kill my child i'm gonna feel like a murderer and what and all that stuff so i told her listen you can have this child you just got to make sure there's the right support. Because I think everybody feels that, you know, I can't, you can't do certain things on your own. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You know, I think it does take, it takes a village to raise a oh, child. For sure. Definitely. So 100%. with my first one, I lived in a shelter. I went, I lived at Rosalie Hall for a year after I had my son and that really opened up my eyes because the people who I thought was supposed to be there, like the father of my child, you know, his family, and I'll even say my family, much less, they weren't nowhere around. You know, I had my immediate family, like my brother, my mom, my dad. And I realized that there's strength in numbers, but you got to, keep in check how many numbers you have because you know two is company three is a crowd yes so i had to be very careful of who i had around my son because now i'm realizing i now have to build that foundation for him and if my foundation ain't solid for myself there's no way i could build it for him exactly in saying that you know, talking about foundation and stuff like that. How has being a single mother impacted your dating life? <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> how's my date and impacted my say it again how's my how has your how's being how has being a single mother impacted your dating life okay so at first um i was very skeptical about dating while being a single mother um because because of my past relationship or past history or what you, what you want to call it so I was very um I was like a like in a nutshell like I was like a closed like a like a like a I had like a block mm-hmm. like no her really gets through me it could be the nicest person ever and I was just not giving them the time of day because I just wasn't you know I just wasn't like no not talking to no guy, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna trust no guy at the moment, like, you know, like, whatever. Um, but sometimes it's still a struggle for me, I'm not gonna lie. Um, because I'm very picky. So, that has definitely affected me as a single mom because of my past um, situations I've encountered or dealt with. 
Um, but you know, as time went on, I think I've grown more as a as a person to kind of not let my past issues get in the way. And um, yeah, like now, like I have to make sure, like this, before I'm, wherever I'm dating, like you know, like someone that I can bring home to my child who loves kids. Like you know, I look at certain things and kind of. You know, you want qualities or like, you know, like what I'm looking for and if that's a cheese or whatnot. Sorry, I'm dragging this close on this answer. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like saying the world, you know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> oh, Chantal, stop being nervous. Okay. I told you I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, if you had to choose like three values in a man like three key values what would it be that you would like to instill in your son growing up from a boy to a man wow Uh, take your time Okay. Um. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do I'm to share with you mine? No. Okay. Yeah. So I have to think about this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> For me, it would have to be integrity. I'm gonna say integrity too. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Integrity. Um. I was going to say honesty, but that kind of ties into integrity. Uh Uh, Committed. Uh And a lot of people think when I say the word committed, I'm not talking about a damn relationship. I'm talking about committed to his word. Facts. He does what he says he's going to do. Yep. Um, And the next one, I would say love. Okay. Because, especially for my sons, this the society says, you know, a man is supposed to be the one who doesn't show emotion and shit like that and foolishness like that. And I think it uh-huh. builds our men up to be some of the most toxic men out there. Yeah. Because we've taught them to suppress how they're feeling. And then when they do snap... They end up in jail. And then that's how a lot of domestic violence happens because we are teaching men not to show their emotions. And when they do pop, they snap. Mm-hmm. So I'd say integrity, commitment to his word, and love. See, I, was, I would say integrity, respect. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm gonna say trust, but I guess that's the same, almost ties the same as um, commitment, but yeah, almost in the same category, but yeah. So I feel like a lot of, like, in the respect factor, I feel like a lot of men, especially like in our generation, Men in general, I can't even say any generations, men in general, I feel like some of them do not have respect for themselves, don't have respect for women, mm-hmm. like anyone, like they, don't have respect. they have no respect whatsoever and they haven't been, it's like they, I don't know, they haven't been brought up to, to respect people, you know what I mean, like I know like depending on your household, like, you know, like, you'd have to respect your elders, you have to respect women, you have to respect, you know, like, you'd have, you would know who to respect, you know, when you talk to people, you have manners, like, you know what I mean, like, some people don't have manners, you're just, they're just raw, like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, self, like, you know what I mean, like, it's just, like, where are you learning your, your, you know, like, your math, like, your, you know, like, your, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure most Moms or parents have bought their children certain way, but like for some reason, some people just don't carry on that respect factor. Like, I found respect like like I don't know. That's like that's like key to me. Like I like the respect thing. Like I'm so high on that. Like 
yeah. Yeah. If you don't respect, if you don't, if you don't respect other people, but the respect has to start within first. So if you don't respect yourself, you can't respect yeah. nobody else. Yeah. I'm sorry, cause I just find like it's getting worse. Yeah, people like I'm telling you, and I'm just like, how do you act like that? Like, how do you go like that and think it's okay? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't even get me started with these these teenagers, man. <laughs> Don't get me started, please. And especially like as you said, like like making sure that our like our sons are using like you know like have that same like you know like they're using these kind of values. Like I I would I like I I push like I hundred percent have to make sure my son has honesty, respect, trust. Like he has to. Mm-hmm. Has to like I have to bring him up that way. My son, like I, I kid you not, when he's in school, majority of teachers tell me like Elijah is such a well mannered child. No matter who he's talking to, he has manners, right? He says, "Part of those times, like, you know, like they fall off, like so to remind them, like no, like what do you say? Correct. Make sure you lie to that person. Make sure you say auntie. Make sure you say uncle. When we grew up." All of my mom's, all of my, like, all of my mom's friends. Your auntie and uncle. Aunt and uncle. People that we grew up on the, on the, on the block. Like, who we knew. Like, my friends, my friends' moms. I'll call them auntie or I'll call them by their first name and say Miss Whoever or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, you have to show your kids that kind of, that kind of, like, those values. Like, it's so important because when they grow up and they don't have those, those values, it's, 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 it's sad. It's completely sad. It's like, what, what are you teaching your kids? Just to do whatever they want? And then, you know what I mean? Like, how they're supposed to learn and go on, go on with life and not know these values? Like, they have to. It's so important. I've already, important. I've already started to teach, um, teach Akil about consent, man. Because these... I'm, uh, he may be 10 years old and it's scaring me because I tell everybody he's going to be a 4-year-old virgin. I tell everybody that. And I will, <laughs> and I will stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be marrying his school books <laughs> but let's just say he slips up one day let's just say and you know decides to do whatever with female um i i started talking to him about consent i'm like especially for these black men out there these black little boys out there i think consent is so important because oh, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say consent's not important for other races, but when you have black children, you're not just fighting against the policies and procedures, you're also fighting against your own color. Facts, yeah. Especially in this, in this, this day and age. <laughs> it's dangerous. It is Scared. dangerous. And then every time I try to talk about it, he's like, Mommy, you're being annoying. You're being annoying. Yeah. I'm like, no, little boy, I'm trying to save your life. And I will say as much times as I need to say it gets through your head. Correct. And I understand. I'm like, when I, when you remember later on, you're like, oh, that's what mom was saying. Yeah. Correct. And even if she says yes, and then halfway through she's like, no, I don't want to do this, you better stop, boy. Yeah. Go jump in a cold shower if you need to. <laughs> but you better stop. No. <clears throat> I don't know, man. With these boys, you just got to be very careful. Care- careful and sensitive because I always try to tell my kids, especially my boy children, show your emotions. Yeah. If you're sad yeah. about something, talk about it. It's okay to cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I might I t- that with Elijah. I even had that with him before he went to bed. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can tell the, the you can tell he was upset. And I'm like, talk to me. I don't want to talk. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So you're gonna talk to? You. I don't want to talk right now. Okay. I'm like, no, no, no. If you're gonna <laughs> talk to me, <laughs> talk right now, and I will not leave you until we talk. I'm your mom, and I'm here to listen. You want to rant? You want to tell me how you feel? You tell me. Correct. I'm like your mini therapist. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. And I'll, get, I'll give you advice and tell you what you should and shouldn't do. That's what I'm here for. 
Oh man. I'm just here sitting. I'm just honestly, I'm just sitting down, looking up to the ceiling right now, thinking because I'm actually scared. For, I'm actually scared for our kids. Oh yeah, I've been saying that. I said, listen, I'm just, like for when, for when I knew it, not when I like, for, not when I knew I was having a boy, but like as I know that I have a son, I'm just like I'm just scared. I just have to be like extra protective, mm-hmm. like extra extra protective, like. It's bad. Like I don't even make much take the school bus to school. Like, <laughs> oh wow. Like, so yeah, like yeah, I will drive to school every day, and I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I ain't hating on that. He he probably happy, but he doesn't have to go on a school bus. Right. My friend's like, oh, Michael, I should take the bus to school. I'm like, mm, no, no, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drop him to make sure he's dropped to school. And I want to pick him up to make sure he's picked up. Because I don't even trust school buses, okay? All those stories that I hear. I'm so like, listen, let's not get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Boy is my, is my, is my life, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know well, a lot about school bus stories. Right? Oh, yeah. But no, it's scary. Like these these boys, especially in the generation that they're that they're growing up in, it's 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 scary because we don't know what's to come for them. Look what look what some of these men right now are doing. with. God knows. Like I mean, and I mean, like you know, it's it could get better as they get older. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It could get better. Hopefully, these kids in this generation have a better brought up seat. I don't. I, I want to say brought up C, but I mean like you know, there's more guidance, there's more stability. You know, more, more these, yeah, more of these young kids are more engaged in extracurricular activities, rather it be sports, whatever, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Like they're in something, so at least like they're busy. They're not getting distracted by other things and other lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm they're telling. Not- hmm. Already, <laughs> that's not gonna start with that. I'm so, and I'm so like for me, like especially that I'm a single mom and I'm doing it by myself. Like I, like I take pride, and I, and not pride, but I'm such a firm believer in like making sure that kids, especially boys, are involved in something, whether it be especially in sports. Mm-hmm. Or anything for that matter. It can be taekwondo. It can be swimming. It can be in an art club. It can be anything. Just have them be involved in something because once they're done school, you have to keep their mind going. You have to keep them going. Like if you just have them just sit, sit home, do nothing. Okay, go play outside, and then go outside, and you don't know who they're bumping into when they're outside. You're, I mean, hopefully you're watching your kids when they're outside, but when you're not. Who are they bumping into? Correct. Another kid who's up to no, who's up to nothing. Correct. And, and gives your kids bad ideas, and you know what I mean. Lead them in the wrong direction, or if your kids, you know, that kid that does not engage in going in the wrong direction, does their own thing. That's different, but you don't know, like, because you don't know who they bump into when they're when they're outside playing. I'm not saying that, like, you know, like the kid at the will be like, you know, mm-hmm. a bad influence, but you never know. <laughs> Rather than if your kid's in a in a sport or something that's keeping them busy. There's discipline. Yeah. There's structure and there's discipline. Yeah. No, no. I 100% 100 agree with you. I always used to. I used to. I still do it. I still tell the kill. And I'm going to tell Michael too when he grows up. Because he's not going to understand right now. I said, listen. (laughs) If you ever. If you ever in histories of life. Think you're coming in my house. Selling drugs holding a gun if you think you're gonna come in my house and disrespect women yo i would trust me when your girlfriend called police i'm not coming to bill you all day <laughs> you're gonna sit right there right make a little lesson one time that way. and if cas won't pick you up because they have this new thing in the court in the system which i think is foolish that mm-hmm. a lot of the kids like if the mo- if the parents don't want to you know pick them up bail them out they'll they call cas well so if you want cas to come tech you and go raise you go sh- go do that but you're not coming in my house selling drugs 
I worked too goddamn hard for that shit. Yeah, I will be that mom that will be looking up in your in your room when you're not there. I'll be mm-hmm. huh? yeah, hunting in your room, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they think they're slick, I look in between the mattress, so don't even think nothing. Right? <laughs> I've been growing up watching too much movies. <laughs> too many things that I'm like, you know, I need to... Girl, Chuck, I need to interrogate you. <laughs> you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be. When I call you, answer your phone. I'm going to be that annoying mom. Correct. <laughs> and if you, if I call you, don't answer, and I text you, no answer, I'm showing up. Right. I'm driving. Make sure if I have a wait hold at that thing. If I find my phone, I'll make that make sure that phone check to mine. Where I know exactly where you are. <laughs> They got <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing, but we're dead ass serious. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm being like completely serious. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so people call me crazy, but it's all good. I'm crazy for my son, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have a kind of a deep question for you. Um, And I I personally chose this question because I have felt it myself. And I'm not going to lie, I still feel it now. And I feel like there's there's been points in my life in the last you know, my daughter's seven months. So in the last seven months where I felt it the most... Oh. So I'm gonna ask you: Have you ever felt like you ever failed your son, and why? Yeah. Uh, um, I feel like I failed my son. I have, yes. Reason being is because sometimes I feel like me doing it by myself. I feel like I'm not doing good enough, like, I'm not, I'm not doing, I keep on beating myself up, just thinking, okay, like, I'm just not, I'm not enough, like, you know, like, maybe financially, I'm not, like, you know, like, I'm not doing good enough, and, like, I'll beat myself for it, and I'll just be, like, okay, like, I'm not a good mom, or, like, if he makes a little remark, sometimes he'll, like, say little things, of course, when kids get mad, they say little things or whatever, and I'm just, like, oh, I'm bad mom, like, you know, but so I just feel like I feel like I failed as a mom. I just I just thinking in general, just like I'm not good enough. I haven't I haven't given him what he's what he wanted. Or sorry, this question. Not to ask this question again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No, you answer it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Didn't like say it the right way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um. When I say I felt it the most, I feel it the most now more than ever is because, like, for my first son, his dad made a choice. And his dad gave me an ultimatum, which was if me and him worked it out, then he'd be in his life. But if we didn't work it out, he wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, bye. Peace out. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, so it's like I picked somebody who I thought I loved. And who I thought loved me and everything was fine and, you know, conversations were going good, chemistry was going fine. And then a baby came into the picture and then all of a sudden his true colors showed. So I felt like I failed my son in that sense where um, I picked someone who doesn't really love him or doesn't want to be with him because people are like, oh, yeah, it's your parents. Your parents love you. No, that's just a lie. No, it's yeah. that, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you love your children. Yeah. Um, and out of all my kids, I feel like I failed the 10-year-old the most. And I'm going to tell you why with yeah. this, hope, hoping that it makes sense to you and, and the listeners out there. Um, so then I met my now ex-fiance of eight and a half, nine years. And we had a son together. And my 10-year-old loves him to death till this day. Loves him to death. 
and we decided to make another child, which is our son, and then we had a keel. So at the same time, I was like, okay, fuck, like I really need to make this work, not just for the son that we're about to embrace on a new journey with, but also a keel because that's his first father figure in his life, you mm-hmm. know? So I felt like I was also fighting for him, not just me, but for him as well. I don't know if that makes sense to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But then shit hit the fan between me and my ex. We got back together, broke up, got back. This is like a whole back and forth shit. Like, it was like tic-tac-toe, okay? Then we had our daughter. So, and we're still not together. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to be cordial, but it's really hard because... I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Of course, I still love the man. If if he were to fix up and be a, like, turn a one, complete 180, would I go back? I am probably not lying to you. I probably would. And the thing for me is, like, fuck. I already fucked up with one dude. I fucked up with another dude. And that dude gave me two kids on top of that. So it's like, I didn't learn my lesson three fucking times. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel like I failed my kids. Like I, like I chose these people to be in my life and their life, but they don't really want to be around because I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing no man out there. I'm not, I'm not dissing the father of my children. They could take it however they want. But I'm the type of woman, you will never hear me ask, any of them and they'd be lying if they ever told you i did i never asked any of them for a dime Uh i never asked them for help at all when it comes to my kids because Uh my kids i know that they're my children and i gotta take care of mine so if i gotta ask you to take care of yours there's no point Uh there's no point and that's why like for me i don't like i've never taken any of my father and my kids to for court for child support because I'm like what's the point me going to court to go fight for money to go throw it to throw go throw up my kid and be like yo yeah this is from your dad but your dad don't see you dad doesn't fuck with you that's pretty uh-huh. fucked up and I and I always tell like I always tell my kids like I never knew children were entitled to money I knew they were entitled to love yeah but I because I know I didn't have my kid for money uh-huh. I should say I should stop saying kid. I should say stop. Start saying child. My bad. Kids are goals. I apologize, but I just I don't know. I'm very passionate about that topic. That's a whole another discussion to get into about fucking child support because uh, I, I can I can I yeah that's, that's a whole another topic because there's a lot of women out there who go to who bring the father of their children to court for control. Yeah, and I, and that's a good that's a good topic to talk about too because I have my my experience with that as well and mine's more of a good reason <laughs> no no there's good reasons but like no I, I know what you mean like some people like milk it and just do it for like the wrong reasons wrong they reasons like, have, they don't have like the good intention of why they're like you know like why they're doing it yeah it's, it, that's 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 enough, that's that's one topic that has to be discussed though because that's yeah <laughs> yo let me tell you, I know somebody, okay? I personally know somebody who told me that they were taking the father of their child to court before they even broke up. And I looked at her like, what? Let me, I, if I can tell you the story, like, <laughs> listen, I can't tell your book, okay? <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it gets me so mad. And for me, like, okay, let me, let me, let me ask the question first of all, feeling at the mom before I get to child support. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it. Like, no, let me, let me ask <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel for me that I feel as a mom, um, when Elijah was younger and. <sighs> For me, it's, it's still sensitive to this day. Um, I get so emotional about it, but it's it's just really, it really bugs me at a point where Legend would uh, ask me, oh, like, he'll ask me questions like, oh, like, why doesn't his dad, why did his dad, um, his dad doesn't want to see him. 
um, his dad, like, he'll just say, like, he has to go, his dad doesn't want to see him, his dad doesn't live with us because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be with him, and, like, little things like that, which triggered me, and it's kind of like, no, as you're like, you know, like, I love you, or, like, you know, like, you know, like, your dad decided not to, not to, you know, not to be here, but it's okay, like, I'm here, I'm your mom, I'm your mommy and your daddy, like, you know, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. No, and then for Elijah, like he was at a very young age where he kind of understood um, how what it was at a young age. Like it was probably maybe four. Because before that, his dad would probably only see him maybe. Like he, his dad went through a point where like he just wouldn't call or even see Elijah, and then I was just get so like you know I was trying so hard to like make it work or like try to like you know like be that nice person and be like yeah like you know your dad will come around like you know mm-hmm. whatever like have my hopes and then you know what I mean and then the times that I allowed him to see Elijah was twice and or like the time that he did like you know say he wants to see Elijah was probably only twice and after that we don't we didn't hear from him he never called he never texted nothing um, and then Elijah would keep on playing on the back of his head of the last time he seen his dad. And that, like, that triggered me the most. Mm-hmm. Like, my child has to keep on playing back in my head at a young age saying, oh, like, I saw daddy, like, you know, yeah, I saw my daddy last time. Oh, like, he's at work and he'll, like, you know, like, he'll have that vivid memory in his head of the last time he's seen his dad. And I'm like, oh, my God, like why did I put my, my child in that situation? Like, why am I putting my child through this? Like, and I, I would beat myself up and just, like, you know, like, just keep on saying I fail because I'm like, I shouldn't have, my child shouldn't have to go through this. Like, he's so innocent. Like, he shouldn't have to go through that. And I kept beating myself up to saying, like, I failed so much, like, having, having us go through this and that we shouldn't have to go through that. And it just, it just pierced my heart. It just pierced my heart just seeing my child, like, go through that and, and, and deal with that. And I'm, like, my heart's just breaking. And I'm just, like, I feel so horribly. My child deserves so much better. So much better. And it still hurts. It's kind of like you want so much more for your kid. You want so much more. You want your child's father to be there. You want them to be in their life. And it's kind of like you regret certain things, you regret being with that person or having a child that probably kind of like, why are you doing this to my child to be like, you know, like having him go through that and probably be triggered by it. Because I don't know what, I don't know what Elijah's going through. Like he wouldn't tell me exactly what he's going through. So for me, that, that makes me that I feel like I'm failing because I'm like, okay, like I'm not like, I'm not getting like his full reaction how he really feels and it's just, it hurts. It just, yeah that like yeah no i i can i can hear it very emotional christine like (laughs) i'm sorry oh my gosh (laughs) and you talking like that is making me emotional because it triggered something me and my like for what happened with akil um oh i'm gonna try my best not to cry okay i'm gonna try my best (laughs) i'm gonna try my best it happened, oh, he's 10 now, so it probably happened three years ago, three, four years ago. Because it happened when he was in grade two, and now he's in grade five. Yeah. Okay, so. Whew. I hate you right now. I hate you right now. I hate you right now. So. <laughs> His dad, I was actually on the phone with one of my friends and I seen his dad's mom calling me and I was like, what the hell? Why, why the hell is she, call, she calling me for? So my friend's like, yo, put me on mute, put me on mute. I was like, okay, cool. So I, you know, merged the calls and it wasn't his mom, it was him. And he's like, is this Christine? I'm like, uh, yeah. He goes, Christine, my cousin. I was like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, this ain't, this is Christine, but it ain't Christine, your cousin. And when I said that, he realized who it was he goes oh i was meaning to call you anyways in my head i'm like okay you're fucking full of bullshit but whatever so i was like oh you want to see a son blah 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 blah. so i was like whatever in my head i said i'm not gonna do it because i already know that this is just for show and this is a by a fluke 
But everybody was pressuring me. Oh, he hasn't seen him his whole life. Maybe he'll turn around. So I said, all right, cool. I'll, I'll bring him. So I brought him. It was actually the day of um, your sister's engagement party. That was that day. And brought brought him there. He came back home. I left him with my parents. Um, his dad said, his dad had called and said, oh, good night, blah, 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 blah. It was good for two days. And then his dad stopped calling. Stopped checking in on him. All that stuff. So Akil was crying. And I was like, what's wrong? Um, he's just like, I don't, I just want to be alone. And I was like, okay. So the next morning I was dropping him and Michael off to school and he goes, mommy, I don't want to go to school. And I said, okay, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go drop your brother off. You stay in the car. I'll be back. Dropped, dropped off Michael. Came back to the car. And Akil tried to kill himself. He took the seat, he took the seatbelt and he wrapped it around his neck and the headrest. And he was just crying, how come my dad doesn't want me? Ouch. See that, like... This is why it's so important, like, and I, I can't stress this enough. I just don't understand, and I just... I, this, it just mind boggles me how men or some men don't want to be like how do you not want to be of a child's life I don't I don't get it like I don't and then seeing what these kids go through like it's just I don't know sorry I just had to go quiet for a second because my heart started hurting These men don't realize how an effect that does to the kids. Like, they don't realize. And don't probably don't even care. Exactly. That's my opinion. It's like they don't care. They don't care how the child is feeling. And then turn around and make it seem like it's a them. They're older. They're like, well, I just... If I can go on and tell stories about this guy's dad, like, it's... It's it's actually disgusting. Like, it's... Like, these guys have no, like, no cares in the world about how the, how these boys will be affected or how they can be affected and not, you know, wondering why no one will, no one loves them or, or their dad specifically don't love them or want them when that's what they want. They want that. They want to have that father in their life. And then when things like that happen, it's like, uh, it's the truth, and people that's don't. And that's why I feel like, as you said, like before, like you fear for or for for your son, like for that specific reason. Like I feel, I I fear even more because we just like, like I know, like I know, like we try, like we'll try to, you know, like as mothers, we try to guide our, our boys in the right direction, right? But they also need that father figure. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have that father figure, then you know what I mean? Like, who are they really going to turn to? You know what I mean? Some, some boys have no father figure whatsoever. They only have their mom. They only have females in their life. They have no older men to look up to or to, or to say, like, how can, who can I have a man-to-man conversation with growing up? You know what I mean? Some of these men are broken because, you know what I mean, like, of what they've dealt with growing up. And some men have been through the most. Mm-hmm. And some have been through the most and it being the most sweetest, genuine, you know what I mean? Like wholehearted men you'll ever meet because they've been through so much. And sometimes they learn they, they can either learn to be the sweetest man ever because of what how they've been brought up, as we go back to value when it comes when it goes back to values and what they've been brought up and, and learn from when they grow up, when they mm-hmm. turn out to be the complete opposite. And men don't realize. Some men don't don't, don't think. They re- they know what they're doing. They're it's not like you're not you're not you're not a kid. You're a grown ass man. 
know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're not no baby. No one's holding the damn leash to tell you what to do. These men are just, they're fucked. I'm sorry. Like, they're fucked. And anyone that's with them is fucked, too. That's another topic, too. Like, you have these women who are with these men who know they don't take care of their damn kids and allow this shit. And being damn mascots with these fucking men. <laughs> mascot. <laughs> Don't start with that word, please. <laughs> Don't, like. Oh, man. I'm telling you, like, if I can have, I'm telling you once again, if I can write a book of Elijah's dad, like. You would do it. Uh, people would hate, people would hate the man. People would want to go after this man, real talk. He's a real mascot. <laughs> I always say I don't care if it's man or woman like yo if you don't take care of your kids you will never prosper in life I do not care what anybody has to say if you do not take care of your kids I don't believe in I don't believe in karma. I don't, you know. If you do wrong, uh, you know, like if you do wrong, wrong will come back to you, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, you know, that saying goes right. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of like I, I, I kid you not, I know this for now. I know that right now, like because I'm because because we're doing much better when it comes to me and Elijah, like so much better. Like, compared to, like, what we've been through before, like, we, we still go through our, our, you know, like, our issues here and there, but, like, where we at right now, and then, you know, like, looking and hearing what his dad's going through, I'm like, yeah, see? See what happens when you want to do wicked? Mm-hmm. Want to do wicked, and, 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 you know, like, do what you did, and, like, not take care of, you know, like, not take care of your offspring, you want to go and do whatever, do the devil's work? Huh. See if it comes back to you tenfold. Correct. Not wishing bad. I'm not wishing bad on no one. Trust me, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. You know, but... It yeah. will come back and it comes ten times harder and in their most unexpected ways. If I'm crying, like, crying, crying, like, 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 like... Listen. <laughs> Good deal with them, yes? Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, my lovely audience, me and my sister, we will be continuing this conversation because we can, we're going to talk about this for a very long time, especially at the fact that both of us got emotional. So we need to have stuff we need to discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you guys already know where you guys can reach me at. If you guys want to text me, I'm here for all of you guys. You guys already know I've got so many comments, questions, feedback, I have answered every single one of you guys, and I'm grateful for you guys. Don't forget the numbers 437-488-4871. My Instagram's Impact Over Intention. Or you can reach me on Facebook, Broken Silence. Silence is not meaningless. I love you guys, and you already know I need to end with my Nipsey Hustle quote, and this is just going to be nice and simple. The highest human act is to inspire. You guys already know it's another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. It's Christine, and I'll see you guys on Wednesday morning. Take care.